And so once a week I do an IG live with a friend and even getting on podcasts and talking, it's just the more that I've done it, the more relaxed I get with it. And I think it also comes with not taking myself so seriously too. Um, you always think that because you're posting this stuff, like everybody is looking at you and yeah, some people probably are, but there's way less people watching you than you actually think. And so just having fun with that, I think being able just to take a step back, have fun, do what you're comfortable with, and then go from there, really. Welcome to the Online Creator Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Tradewell, founder of May & James Co., a creative digital company. Building a brand is about human connection. I am here to help you articulate your story through strategy, development, and execution. I believe that anything is possible at any age and at any stage of business. The only limits we have are the ones that we place on ourselves. I want you to feel like you are supported, not alone, and that you are able to take action quickly. On this podcast, expect to hear interviews from a wide range of guest speakers, bite-sized solo episodes from myself, bingeable episodes that will give you insights, different perspectives, and actionable strategies to help you reach your goals personally and professionally. Now let's get into the show. Shay is a mom and wife who lives in Northern Colorado. She left her career as a high school counselor after having her daughter in August of 21 and joined the online space shortly after. Shay is now a certified director of operations and online business manager. She partners with female creative entrepreneurs that are in a stage of growth to help uplevel their client experience and hiring process through strategic support and consulting. When she is not serving her clients, you will find Shay spending time with her daughter, husband, and dogs, reading, lifting at her local CrossFit gym, or visiting her family's ranch in South Dakota. Help me in welcoming Shay to the conversation today. Hi, Shay. Thank you so much for taking the time and joining me on the podcast. Hello. Yes. Thank you for having me on. I am so excited to chat with you today. Yay. Okay. So uh, I'm going to like, I can't wait to dive into a little bit more about what you do, particularly mm -hmm. with your online business. But before we do, one of the first questions that I ask all of my guests are, how have you leveraged your voice to better your business and life? And Maybe it has evolved and changed, but I would love to hear your perspective on that. Yeah. So I have thought about this a little bit. And what I have found is that in this online space, when I first got in here, you hear so many success stories, so many good, positive things all the time. And what I found as I was working through as a new online service provider is that things were not always easy. Things are not always rainbow and sunshine. But that's always how it came across, right? And a good friend and I once were talking and we're like, why can't we just have some like real talk about how we're doing, like how things are happening in the online space? Because things don't always go great. There are times when we have problems or we can't get clients and things like that. So what I've really tried to do, I would say in the last six months of my business, is really being transparent about how things are. So if things are tough, I'm going to share that. I'm going to be more vulnerable about that. And what I found is that when I have that from other people, so when I see other people post like, hey, I'm really burnt out right now, or here's what I'm going through, I can relate to those people 
And I sit there, I'm like, yes, I know what that is like. And it's so nice because I feel like I can connect to those people even mm-hmm. more than I do the po- people who are saying, I had a 10K month because it was so easy, right. you know? And so I've tried to really be that person who can be relatable to others mm-hmm. and that here are the good things that happen, like definitely sharing that too, but also being able to share the times where it's not going so great because I think that needs to be out there too. So I think for the business side, that's a big one. And then also just in my personal life. So I have a kiddo. She is almost 18 months old. And even just with that, like for me, the first few months of her life were hard. They were really hard for me. And my husband and I decided that we were going to be the only ones who took care of her. And he had actually decided to go back to EMT school at that time. And so it was just me with her all day long. And she was Mm -hmm. not a good napper. It was really hard. And so even in that situation, being able to share like, this is not fun. I am not enjoying this moment right now. I love her and I'm happy that I could be home with her. But it uh, is also very hard. And there are times where it is not. And I think it's hard for people to share that because it's supposed to be like, you're so in love and it's so great. And there's times where it's not like, in all honesty, it's times when it's not always fun to do this, you know? And so I've just had to really allow myself to be open about that because again, other people are going through that too. And I think the more that we can share things that we're going through, the easier it is to be able to relate, be like, okay, I'm not in this alone, whether it's in personal or business. Uh, I love both of those examples of how that has impacted you in business and in life, because I think it's, and it's powerful. I think people are, I'm seeing it a lot more. And I think we just need more truly authentic conversations about a lot of things in life because it's not all sunshine and rainbows that is for sure and being a parent is like tough like it is like I have two teenagers and it's still tough you know they're they're functioning young adults and it's still challenging Mm -hmm. and you know having conversations and worrying about them when they go out at night and all those different things. So at all these different stages, personally, it can be really taxing. And then professionally, what, how we portray ourselves and how we come across to others is really impactful. I know for me, it's been really tough to put me out and make myself more visible. Mm -hmm. Has that, has that been something that's held you back at all? Or are you just learning to kind of grow with showing up and representing who you are, Shay, in your business? Yeah, I would say at the beginning, it was like I, even just thinking about how I approach Instagram at the beginning, it was very much like static posts and not really getting on video. And I was comfortable getting on stories, but not anything with like reels or anything of that sort. And I just had to kind of approach it as what is comfortable for me. And so I remember the first reel I ever did, it was just a like a behind the scenes. So I had my camera up and I was just like typing on my computer and it was one of the sped up videos of me going through a Dubs Auto build. And I was like, okay, I could do this. It's comfortable for me. And it's funny because I've slowly grown and gotten more comfortable as I progress in this. And it's the same way with even getting on stories. And so once a week I do an IG live with a friend and even getting on podcasts and talking, it's just the more that I've done it, the more relaxed I get with it. And I think it also comes with not taking myself so seriously too. Um, you always think that because you're posting this stuff, like everybody is looking at you. And yeah, some people probably are, but there's way less people watching you than you actually think. And so just having fun with that, I think being able just to take a step back, 
have fun, do what you're comfortable with, and then go from there, really. Oh my gosh, I could not relate more. I am not a video person at all. But it's something that I've had to like work on. I'm still working on it. I think I will forever be working on yeah. it. And that's why I gravitate to audio. I love storytelling. I love hearing someone's voice. I can really feel their excitement and their sadness and their their struggles and their triumphs through their voice. So I think, you know, it's just really powerful for us as entrepreneurs to try all like the different platforms to see what feels right and what are we going to keep showing back up for? Because yeah. at the end of the day, it's all about like consistently showing up in some capacity so that we can be the face and brand of our business. Yeah. So I think that's really important. I'm glad you said that. Have you enjoyed doing the podcast interviews that you've been on? Like, yeah. has has there been any opportunities that have come up from doing them so far? Or what has your experience been like doing that? Yeah, so I love it. I think I'm someone who I'm not a writer. I don't really enjoy that side of things. I like to talk. I just and this is so my background actually is I was a high school counselor. And so in counseling, I mean, that's naturally what you're doing. And then I was also a teacher. So I yeah. just naturally have that like talking and interacting, which mm -hmm. I like to do. And that's the fun thing with podcasts is we're talking about I can still see you. We can still have that interaction, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas if I put a static post out there and I'm just typing away, I mean, it is what it is, right? Yeah. And so I really enjoyed just being able to see people and talk with them. And like I said, I was a teacher previously. And so that's just naturally what I do. And as opposed to writing something down, I mean, I'm not a writer. I don't enjoy it, but I like to explain things. Yes. And so I've enjoyed this space so much. I even want to start my own podcast eventually. I have so much on my plate that I don't know that that's something I could do right now. But it's right. been really fun to come on and be a guest with people. And so far, I've had quite a few episodes that I've done. I've only had one release so far. So I haven't had a ton of those opportunities that have come yes. from that. But what I have done is I've been able to explore more areas. So for example, mm -hmm. there's a conference coming up at the end of this month, and I decided to be a presenter at it because I'm getting more comfortable sharing what I'm doing by being a guest on different podcasts. So it's just allowing me again to get more comfortable in front of these different areas with audio specifically to be able yeah. to be willing to do other things outside of the space. Absolutely. And that's, that's why I started as well. It, it also gives me a different lens when I'm helping my clients because I can see a little bit more and understand a little bit more like solo episodes are a little bit of a different beast when you're when you're prepping for them versus mm -hmm. you know interviews and I see the benefit of both for sure but being able to speak and grow that muscle for myself has been huge as well because I'm just getting more confident and even like my listening skills and being able to like ask questions timely during the interview really has helped and when I listen to some of the earlier ones already I'm like okay yeah I'm I'm getting there I'm progressing so I think you're right. I, even though it might not turn into client work right away, it's building your capacity, your speaking capacity and abilities to get in front of other audiences as well. Mm -hmm. Networking, I think, is like huge in this online space, yeah. right? How do you keep like shoulder tapping all these different amazing humans that are doing some really brilliant work, right, mm -hmm. in this area? So I think it's great that you're doing that and so fun. How do you create content now for your business then? Like, you know, yeah. is that something that you is 
because I always feel like it's interesting. I feel like it's personality driven in a way, yeah. right? Like, are you you tapped into reels a little bit more? Mm-hmm. Are you strictly staying on Instagram? Are you like, what are what does that look like for you? Yeah, right now it's really mainly Instagram. And what I've started to realize is Instagram is great for just getting visible, right? For people to see you. And so that's where I am trying to really figure out what do I need to do? And I think for me, it's a lot more of that relationship building. And Jordan Gill, I actually have done a couple different things with her. She is really big on building that relationship, doing the relationship marketing. So I'm actually hosting a like free networking event here in a couple of weeks to help build some of those relationships with people because I very much want to be a referral-based business. I don't want to have to be getting into the Facebook groups all the time or anything of that sort to have to just find clients. I'd rather people mm-hmm. know who I am and refer to me. But right now, like I was saying, it's a lot on Instagram and it truly depends on kind of how I'm feeling. I try to be consistent on doing static carousel and reels because as we know, who knows what does well anymore? Like you kind of have to do a little bit of everything. But I think naturally, kind of like what I said, I tend to go to reels because it's just fun and it's easy. And I can show my personality on there more Mm -hmm. so that I can in a static or carousel post. So I do kind of rotate through. I'm doing three to four posts a week, but then I'm on stories all the time. Because again, that's audio. I could talk and I could share things really easily on there. I don't have to think about it or write it down. It's just getting on and sharing my thoughts. So I probably would do stories more than anything and sharing what I do. But try to explore some other avenues as well to kind of see how I can get more of that visibility out there outside of just doing your day-to-day kind of normal thing that honestly most service providers are doing in the online space right now on Instagram. So how to set yourself apart. I think that's yeah. the key for a lot of us. How do we keep excited about doing what we're doing? How do we keep showing up? And then how do we stand out from what is already happening so yeah. that we can be really kind of more that high touch, you know, service provider that's creating almost this. Yeah, I, I totally know what you're saying. And yeah. I love it. I love it because I do believe that there is, you know, when you can really start showcasing what you do and how you work with people, that's when your dream clients are going to be finding you and that's how those connections are made. So I love that. If you're creating video or audio content for your online business, then you need to check out the platform Descript. Descript is an all-in-one audio and video editor that makes editing as easy as a Word doc. Upload media or record directly in Descript to instantly transcribe your file into text. Then tweak the text to directly edit your media clips. Edit out filler words such as um, ahs, and likes, and silent gaps with a single click. Record your screen and webcam for presentations and video messages, and edit out mistakes before hitting publish. Use pro editing features such as a non-destructive, multi-track editing, live collaboration, auto-captioning, exports, and much more. To try this platform risk-free, check out the free plan at Descript.com or check out the link in the show notes. Let's switch gears a little bit and talk more about what you do in particular mm-hmm. in your business, help you, yeah. how you help clients. Yeah. So I recently became certified as a director of operations and an online business manager. So That is something that just happened this past December, which I am so excited about. I've been working on both of those for six months simultaneously because I am crazy. 
Don't do it. A lot of work. That's a lot. That's a lot. But we did it. And so, yeah, one I'm really focusing on is client experience. So helping my business owners, service providers, and clients up-level their client experience to help create raving fans and a strong referral network. Because again, we all want to have those referrals coming in. And then I also focus on the hiring support of businesses too, because I know how important it is to make sure that you have that best team member coming onto your team that's going to help your business continue to grow and scale. So when I first was coming into this, it was a very big push for choose one thing, choose hiring or choose client experience. And that did not feel good to me. And I had to be like, no, I know that this is what I'm told to do. But for me, I can't leave one out because that doesn't doesn't feel good. And so I do both of them. And we're going to see how it goes because we're just no, starting the hiring support right now. So we'll see. We'll see, see what happens with doing two exciting. big ones. So who are your dream clients to work with? Yeah. So really for me, I am very open because I believe more in aligning with people's values. Mm-hmm. So I, a broad view would be female online service providers or service female online business owners. But then from mm-hmm. there, I can't say that it's course creators or coaches or marketers. For me, it's I want to work with you because we have values that align. And I believe in what your mission and your vision for your business is. So again, that's probably more of a taboo way to approach it. But I just don't feel that I would want to not be able to work with someone because I said I only work with marketers, right? So I do know that I like to be in the online space. I've loved being in this world for the past year. And I know that I really like working with women, specifically moms, because they get having a kid. They get some of that stuff and the trials that come with that, too. But from there, I'm pretty open as to who I work with right now. I would absolutely have to agree with you. When I think about the clients that I have onboarded right now, I am very fortunate because in this online space, it's not just them choosing us. It's us choosing them. Right. And I think that's really important and powerful for us all to know is that we have a choice just as much as they do. I don't want to spend, I mean, all of our time is very valuable. So if we are invested in what the words that they are saying and who they are and what they're portraying and what they're doing, then, you know, we're going to do top notch work for them because it makes sense. Right. So I think that's really important. And I I can 100% relate with you. They all have those very similar values. And I would say that the women that I have right now are like, they're high achievers. They are Mm -hmm. smart women who are very successful in their own. And they all look a little bit different, whatever that looks like, right? So uh, it's hard to like just specifically niche down into like, let's say, you know, like you said, course creators or realtors, like just like there's so many different areas. So I I can totally relate with that. What does helping create top-notch client experiences look like uh, when you're working with clients? Yes. So a little backstory on how this came to be. So before becoming a director of operations, I was actually a Dubs Auto Specialist. So I was certified as a Dubs Auto Specialist. And I was working with clients to help set up their Dubsado. And what I found is that when people were coming to me for this setup is they didn't have a process in place of how they were doing things. They, I could tell you that every person that I worked with said things are falling through the cracks. They were at a stage where things were just growing so much. They were trying to do all these things manually and they just couldn't do it anymore. Things were not being sent. Reminders weren't getting to their clients. Meetings were being missed because we just didn't have a system 
for how to take care of things. So what I found out is that it was because I didn't have a process on the back end of when things are being done, what things need to be sent out, like that consistent step-by-step way of working with clients. What that resulted in is that the clients on the other end were not necessarily getting the best impression of that business owner because of that inconsistency, because reminders, emails weren't being sent out till right before a meeting was supposed to be, things like that. And so what I did is I kind of took out that client process, client experience side and made it its own thing. Because what I realized is we have to make sure that we're taking care of our clients because again, we want those referrals. And I'm a big believer in people will talk, whether it's good or it's bad. People are going to be talking about how they work with you. If you do not have things together, if you are not taking care of the people that you're working with, you're not going to get those referrals and you may even hurt your reputation. This is a very small community. If you think about it, like a lot of people know a lot of people, right? And so if somebody worked with me and I didn't finish their project on time, it wasn't completed well, if they couldn't get a hold of me and somebody says, hey, I need somebody to help with my hiring support, they are not going to be coming to me. They're going to say, nope here's somebody else that you should talk to. Uh Whereas if I gave them such a great experience that they're going to tell their friends that they need to come see me, right? So that's really why we need to make sure when we're working with people, we think about not just how we're doing things on the back end of our business, but what are we doing to make sure that that client is working with us and they're loving their experience while they're having their service with us. Yes. Yes. That's so, so important. So valuable. What type of systems, you mentioned Dubsado. Mm -hmm. I personally have Dubsado used Dubsado as well. And I didn't, you know, a lot of us like DIY a lot of this mm-hmm. stuff when we start and Dubsado is a beast. It can do oh so many amazing things. Yeah, But is, is it a platform too that you would suggest or recommend to online service providers that are working in the space to be, to help with setting up some of that foundational work? And if not, or is there some other platforms that are just like super interesting and amazing to to implement into your own business too? Yeah. So I will step back and say, I think that you could do this. You could create a solid client process that gives a great client experience, whether you're doing it manually or with a CRM, such as Dubsado or HoneyBook or Hats or all the trillions that are out there. There's so many. Yeah. And what really needs to happen is that you need to create process like write it down step by step of how things are going to work now mm-hmm. a platform such as Dubsado and HoneyBook is going to help you to do that in an easier way with automations by housing all of your things such as your proposals lead capture forms invoices all that good stuff but if you're someone who's at a place where you're just beginning and maybe you don't want to invest or like you said like Dubsado is a beast it is a lot to learn if you don't mm-hmm. have the time for that that's okay. There are still other ways that you can do this without using that CRM. For me personally, the only one I've really dove deep into is Dubsado. So of course, I'm going to say that one because that's the one I know the most. But it depends on the person. There's plenty of people that I know that have used HoneyBook and they absolutely love it or Keep Mm -hmm. or 17 Hat. I think it really depends on you as a person. Like one, how tech savvy are you? And two, how much time do you want to take to set everything? Right. So... It's personal preference, I would say, when it comes to that side of things for the specific system that you use. Absolutely. So when you start working with a client, those are some of the first things that you probably look Mm -hmm. at, right? Not only like just taking kind of pulling back the curtain and seeing what, you know, what are all the steps that they are doing right Mm -hmm. now currently? What could they potentially automate to help, 
you know, eliminate some stress. Because there's a lot of us out here that are still like solopreneurs or teams of two yeah. or three, you know, like we're keeping small teams so that we can, well, we can just really build and scale our business in a comfortable way yeah. that feels right for us, right? So I think that's a good insight because I think a lot of us, especially even just starting out in this next quarter or in the second quarter, like what are some things that we can kind of add on and build to keep creating a good client experience? I think it's so important and valuable, and I'm sure you do too, is to ask them along the way too. ask your clients, like keep Absolutely. asking them without necessarily doing like a, a form, but even just verbal communication and feedback yes. is so valuable. Like, yes. you know, what did you get uh, if you have a strategy call before you wrap up the strategy call, even, you know, say, mm -hmm. what did you gain out of this call today? Is there anything I could have done better to provide better insight? Yeah. Or, you know, I think some of those things are are really important and everything just moves at such a quick mm -hmm. pace. And I think it's really nice when people can put that human touch and make yeah. sure that they know that that client is really valued and taken yeah. care of. Right. So, yeah. And a big thing that happened for me actually this summer, and this is kind of where I think I realized even more so how important it is to have that client experience is I was working with a service provider because I had a project that I finally, I got to a point where I was going to outsource my first big project because I did not want to deal with it anymore. So I had talked to this person. We decided to go ahead and move together. And I paid her invoice, all that good stuff. And then I did it here for her for a few days. And so, again, this is my first big purchase outsourcing. And I was sitting there like, okay, I just paid you. And I don't know what's happening now. It was just even that moment of like, just having a confirmation email. Of like, here's what's going to happen next. Something. I didn't get anything from it. And yeah. so at that point, I was like, okay, like, is this going to work out? Do I need to email her? Is she going to email me? And eventually I emailed her. Everything was fine. But then it did make me second guess. Is my project going to be completed in the way that I want it to? You know, and so mm -hmm. it's little things like that. Like communication, I would say, is a huge part of the client experience. Just letting people know what's going yeah. to happen, giving them a timeline. And I mean, there are some people that you work with that they're like, nope, go do your thing. I don't even care. Just let me know when it's done. But I would rather be on the side of caution of I'd rather over communicate with you and make sure you know what's happening than not say anything and you're concerned or you're not getting the best impression from me. Right. And so exactly yes. what you're saying, just talking to people and making sure that you're not just going to them for their money. Right. Yes. You are going yes. to them because you want to serve them. It's not yes. just a money person. And I yeah. think that's what it can seem like sometimes when you work with people is like, OK, I'm just going to get paid for this. I'm going to complete it and give it back to you. Mm -hmm. I am someone who I like to make those relationships. So it's not just about that for me. I want to mm -hmm. help you grow your business. And I'm going to do that by making sure that things are going well. I'm communicating with you. And then when I send you off, that you feel good that the work I did is ready to go for your business. Ah, uh, yes. And even when you send them off, like you said, like if yeah. it's like an intensive and you do all of this work with them, you do some pre-work and, you know, the day of and, and then you send them off. Even that piece, like the offboarding, mm -hmm. there's so many pieces to a client's journey. And I think we yes. need to be really thoughtful of all of those steps and all of those yeah. pieces because we want to be taken care of. It's it's a lot of time and energy put into our our businesses. It's a lot of time and energy put into, you know, working and, and getting the money to be able to outsource mm -hmm. some of the project work. So, yeah, I want to know that I'm getting taken care of. So yeah. I 100% agree with you. Communicate, communicate. Communicate as best as you can with those yeah. clients. That's and I awesome. talk about that with people. Uh, 
So I view this in four stages. There's the increase stage where you're first getting to know them, onboarding when they decide to work with you, the work or project stage, depending on if you do retainer, project based, whatever it might be, and then you're offboarding. Mm -hmm. And what I tend to find is that because we want to be working with these people, right? Like it's a business. We need yeah. those sales to come in to support our business. That we tend to woo people or do really good with communicating all that at the very beginning. And then once they paid, it all trickles off. And then, like you were saying, offboarding is kind of just like, okay, bye. Whereas for me, your offboarding, your offboarding is your final chance to really make sure that like you leave a lasting impression with that person. So yes. make sure that you follow up. Do you have any questions? If you have a support window, make sure that they know that. When does that support window end? For me, I personally give my clients a thank you gift at the end just to let them know I appreciated working with you. Thank you for choosing me. It's those little touch points that are going to help mm -hmm. you be someone that they remember and remember well, not leaving them with a yeah. taste of like, Ugh, I don't want to work with this person again, you know? Absolutely. And it can be just even as small as a handwritten note. Yes. Absolutely. You know, like that just means a lot. It means a lot. So out of, you know, be becoming certified as an online business manager and now director of operations, is there like one favorite piece of work that you do that just really lights you up? Or do you just like the variety of it all? Is there anything you Gosh. can share with us? Man, there's so many areas I love. I think for me, it's strategy. Yeah. I I think this comes back to my time as a school counselor. And it's so funny because the one thing that a lot of school counselors hated, I loved. And that was doing schedules. And so I would get all of my kids' schedules of the classes that they needed. And I loved putting the pieces together of how their schedule is going to work to make sure that they get all the classes that they need. And that's how I view strategy. It's working with these visionaries and with these CEOs, and they have all these amazing ideas and dreams and goals. And it's helping take all that and be like, okay, here is how we can make it actually happen. We're going to take this idea, we're going to break it apart and create the plan for how we're going to be able to succeed and reach this goal that you have or this dream or this idea. And make it manageable for you too. And make your business continue to grow along the way. That is what I love. And I think a lot of these pieces fall under it. Like that hiring falls into that too. We need to grow our business. Maybe we need to bring on another team member. Or mm -hmm. we know that we need to sell some more products. Maybe we need to ramp up and up level our client experience that we're giving to people, right? And so I think high level is the strategy. I love it. I love it. I love it. And then a lot of these pieces kind of fall underneath it of how I support an individual white side of ah, I love strategy too it's it's such a foundational piece without yeah. kind of having that foundational you know session of where do you you know getting to the next piece it's really tough I, I also feel like there's so much value in bringing somebody that's outside of your business to be able to kind of almost take that bird's eye view. Yes. Because a lot of us get excited about all these ideas and yeah, like we're not, I don't think there's a lot of us online uh, business owners that don't have all these great ideas, but it's yeah. actually like, what can we stay focused on and what can we make manageable to be able to implement in our business in a way that makes sense. I think that's really powerful that that's a service that you provide because I think a lot of us can benefit from it for sure. Yeah. And I think coming in as a strategic partner, especially when you're working with visionaries, it's exactly what you said, right? There's so many ideas and sometimes you need that person who's going to rein you in and say, mm -hmm. okay, we're going to focus on this one thing and we're going to go for it because you have those people who they have all those ideas, but then it switches and changes every like couple days or every couple months. And so in order to help our business grow and succeed, 
we have to finish these ideas and these goals too. And sometimes you need that person who could come in as an operator, as a strategic partner to help you do that because you might not have the ability to do that yourself as a visionary too. Yes. How do you know it's the right time to hire someone like you, Shay? Yeah, I would say when you're at a place where you feel like you're plateaued or like I was saying, you have these ideas, but you're just not reaching them. Yeah. It's time to start bringing someone on who's going to help you. And even if that's just coming on to give you some like a business plan of how to move forward. If you just Mm -hmm. need like, okay, here's what you need to do each quarter of this year. Here are your tasks and here are your goals for this. Or if it's even more intense of like you're bringing that person on as a retainer client who is going to help you every single day to achieve that goal. And so there are always different levels of that. And you just have to, for yourself, like one financially, obviously, making sure that you're in a place financially if you need someone retainer wide. Or if you're in a place where you can't do that financially, you can still bring someone on to help you create that plan that you can then implement with your team that you currently have too. I agree. I agree. So many different ways to be able to get started and just sometimes get you out of a rut, get you Mm -hmm. into a, you know, set a different lens of what direction you could potentially take. So I love that. How do people find you, Shay, if they want to find your services, see if they can work with you? How do we find you? Everything is shayhoward.co. I kept it very simple, very easy. So love that. my Instagram and my Facebook is shayhoward.co. My website is shayhoward.co. So pretty simple. Just find me. I love to connect with people, whether it's to talk about services. Like I said, I love to build relationships. So even if you just want to connect with me, I'd be happy to chat with you. This year, I am starting to do some networking events because relationships are so important to me. So even if you're interested in networking with other people who are in my sphere, I have, I mean, not just operators, I have tons of friends in the marketing area and the course build area. So you're someone who wants to build some relationships, I can help you out with that too. That is something that I'm always thinking about how to get and keep some of those connections in this community that really support each other and lift each other up because I think we all need that. So yes, uh, that's so fantastic that you do that as well. Before I let you go, I love always ending the podcast with a few quick rapid fire questions. They're nothing too intense. So don't stress about the answers. Don't overthink them. Okay. Okay. So let's just start with some of these days that we work in are just stressful and things aren't going our way. How do you shake off a bad day uh, to turn it around and show up? Two ways. I'll think of why I started this business and it's for my daughter. And so I'll mm-hmm. take time and spit it with her because otherwise I probably wouldn't have as much time to do that, honestly. And two, I am a weightlifter at heart. I okay. love to weightlift and so I'll just go to the gym and lift some heavy weights and just kind of reset for the it. day. We have that in common. I have a kines background actually and that's what i took in school so being active is always part of my world and so Mm -hmm. i love the fact that my teen both of my teenagers are very much into weightlifting and keeping that part of their life and my husband is as well so that's fantastic do you favor a book or podcast for learning or for entertainment and if you do is there anything on your rolodex that is something that you would recommend or any favorite okay book let me get you on this one so i just started this series i'm almost done with it a court of thrones and roses no a court of thorns and roses that's what it is if you haven't read it highly suggest it i am sucked into it right now so that's just a fun fiction fantasy book totally as far as podcasts gosh there are so many that i listen to 
as an operator, I obviously listen to the ops authority, which is with Natalie Gingrich, who does the DOO certification. Jordan Gill is starting her podcast back up. So I'm, of course, going to listen to that one. And then I really, really love listening to Jenna Kutcher. I love to listen to the Gold Diggers podcast, too. So for her, I think it's just kind of feels like a friend that you're listening to quite a bit because she talks about so many different things, which I really enjoy. Doesn't she? I don't know. It's just it's so interesting because some of these podcast hosts, I feel like if we ran into them in a coffee shop or (laughs) we don't have Target, I'm in Canada. Mm -hmm. But if you had a Target and you run into her, like, wouldn't you feel like you would almost like just want to and say hi and yeah thanks for sharing and doing what you do because yes she she just makes it so effortless to want to get to know her and 100 oh, yeah, i love that about her she brings like a ton of value but is effortlessly kind as a yeah. human so i love that that's a goal and aspiration for sure so cool well that was so much fun it wasn't too stressful i hope to have oh, you no, on i love this this is great Right on. Thank you so much. It's been great getting to know you, Shay. And I hope that we will stay connected in this online space moving forward. Yes, thank you. I will talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening into the show. It truly means so much to me. You can check out the important links mentioned in today's episode in the show notes. And please join the conversation over on Instagram at me and James Co. I love hearing from you. There are so many great conversations coming up, so please make sure you are subscribed to Apple or Spotify or any of your favorite media players so that you don't miss out. And if you enjoyed the show today, please share and leave a review and a rating because it helps us so very much. Until next time.